Hello and welcome to another episode of Over Drinkers. My name is Mike Burge. I'm the host of this podcast, It Me. This is the voice. When you hear this voice, it's going to be me talking. And today I am joined by the extremely lovely, talented... Brian O'Mara. Uh, yeah, uh, I was going <laughs> to also say something about the fact that you have two arms. But, oh, uh, yeah. No, I, I just got them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thanks. they look great. Thanks. Good job. Thanks. Good selection. Yeah. They fit perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do it. I'm joined by, yep, Brian O'Mara, as you said. And uh, today we are going to be talking about um, a very special little movie. Uh, I guess I, I can't really keep it a secret since if you clicked on this episode, you already know what it is. But today we're talking about Waterworld, uh, 1995 Kevin Costner joint uh, directed by Kevin Reynolds and uh, written by uh, about uh, 16 different people. Uh, it is considered to be one of the uh, biggest box office bombs of all time. They, they would call it Kevin's Gate after uh, Heaven's Gate. Or, um, they, 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 they made fun of this movie a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, and before we start breaking into it and everything like that, uh, of course, here on Overdrinkers, as always, we have a themed beverage that we are drinking. And today, of course, we are drinking water. Water, water yeah. So cheers to you. Here you go. It's really good. I made this water. Uh, I filtered it from my own piss. Mm. Mm. Tastes good, doesn't it? <laughs> There's like a residual. Um, and I think that that's like a really good point to start off with it would be the opening of the movie. Yeah. Correct. So Waterworld was a movie. I, I can't remember which one of us. We've been meaning to get to this one. Yeah. For a bit. For like a few months now. Yeah. And so like, I can't remember who brought it up as like, oh, that's one that we should do. No, it just like sort of happened, I believe. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're fine. I, I, I think it was like a rainy day or something and uh, we hadn't seen each other. and We were kind of sad down and feeling isolated. And we we're like, you know what? Waterworld. Waterworld's a good one. A, a little backstory to us. Uh, I really we, don't know. We've been friends for um, a very long time. Yeah. I think we met when we were probably like 10 or so. Yeah, middle school. Yeah. And um, we, we've we known each other for a very long time. You lived with me down in Virginia for a little bit while that I was in the true. military. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you currently live in Beacon as well, where yep. we're building like the, the theater and everything, where mm-hmm. I'm from, my hometown. Um, it's looking great. It's looking real good. It's coming along. And uh, so like... When so, if we just kind of like agreed on Waterworld, what would you say was your reasoning behind like why is Waterworld a movie that you want to talk about with <laughs> well, me for well, an hour? Well, well, first I feel uh, if I talked about this movie with you, I I would have a, a more fair opinion of the movie than most other people because I feel like people just jump on the hate wagon, sort of like we hate Dave Matthews or just like we hate Blues Traveler, just because people just want to hate it. They've never actually listened or experienced it. Mm-hmm. It's like listen then hate. Um, so I, I feel like you give it justice at least in watching it, understanding it, and then going, no, no, that's why that's shit. Or like, no, 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 that's why that's really awesome about this movie. But there are like some really great shining parts of this movie that just get like tossed in the trash because the movie is like, for the most part, trash. But Right, and it's got a, it's got a larger than life um, reputation. Mm-hmm. People say Waterworld, and they're like, ha, 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 yeah, that, that movie. Because, like, the movie uh, was considered a box office bomb, which it actually isn't. The movie, to this day, I think has... Had, just ran into the positive, I believe, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. $8 million over or something <laughs> yeah, like just, that. Just made its mark. It's like, because the movie had to get a bunch of reshoots. Kevin Reynolds, the director, had a falling out with Kevin Costner, so Kevin Costner had to finish directing the movie. 
Uh, like <laughs> they hated him. They, they hated, hated it. They hated other. him. Kevin Costner had this is like and I we usually save these little fun trivia tidbits for the end, but this one's so <laughs> funny is that he was he, Kevin Costner while he was on set, he had a, 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 a like this like like villa that was forty five hundred dollars a night, and they were shooting for one hundred and fifty seven days, of which Kevin Costner worked six days a week, and. He had like a butler and a private chef and all of this stuff. And almost every other member of the cast and crew were like in these terrible living conditions on the shoreline where like it, it was like 50 degree weather, like, like small, like it would just get, it would just keep going up and down. And like that led to like really low morale on the set. And people would just like hated Kevin Costner oh, yeah. during the making of this. I believe it. And it's, there's a lot to talk about with Kevin Costner in this movie, both behind the scenes and on in the front. Um, but I, I didn't know that. What's that? that? That he really he was that much of a, a jerk to everyone. It was, I mean, I I feel like he didn't even like realize that he that's what he was doing. You know, like I feel like and that's kind of like the way he's acting in this movie too. It's like you do know, like you need to. Em- I get that you're trying to play an emotionless dude, but you need to emote because you can't just like come up from water and be like my boat. Ugh. You can't. Yeah. It- there's no real reason for him to actually interact with anybody because he's so independent. He doesn't actually need anybody. Mm-hmm. He's like a fish man. Like he just swim, he, yeah, he just fishman. swims in the ocean um, and, and like collects garbage from buried New York City or wherever he's floating above. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. And then runs into like whack jobs that are just sex crazed. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that creepy little Robin Williams guy. Yeah. That's like a scene I feel like we all forget about until like you get that daunting middle piece of the movie. Where yeah. You're just like, why is... This is an hour and a half, practically. You're just, just like, sailing. oh yeah, I forgot they did like like to sprinkle in a little bit of like pedophilia rapiness in the middle yeah. of this movie. Why Fun. not? Yeah. Why not? This movie could, it has everything. It's got a <laughs> yeah. Giant that that over- chunk <laughs> of the movie is a real dark turn. Like, yeah. It's, uh, so before we get a little too ahead of ourselves, uh, what is Waterworld about? Hmm. All right, it's pretty much end of the world. It's uh, it's like set in the same timeline as I want to say uh, Wind Waker. Sure. It's, it's sort of that. Just the whole world just messed up uh, because of the melted polar ice cast, which did not happen because of global warming for some reason. There was some other actual reason that happened. I think they explained. say something. It's like the polar ice caps have melted covering the earth, covering the earth in water. And I think there was a subplot where it was going to be like there was supposed to be like a second moon. Yeah. And it was supposed to be like the polar ice caps melting and gravity made it a water world. Yeah. yeah. And, but they completely dropped the gravity angle. And so now it's just like the polar ice caps melted and now the whole world is water. And you're like, I, sure. Sure. That's great. Awesome. And then like, I don't know how Kevin Costner gets to where he is. I don't where, like, there's no real clear, like, delineation of like where his story begins. Like, he's, Mm -hmm. he's got no backdrop really. Yeah. He's just kind of like a drifter. He's a man with no name. Like, how'd he get there? Who are his parents? Like, does he even care about them? He never even brings them up. Or are they fish people that live in some weird fish colony and bubbles underneath the sea, like Star Wars? They're doing like the Mad Max thing where Mm -hmm. it's like, we don't know where Max came from, really. We like, uh, like in Road Warrior, we don't know where Max came from. If we've seen Mad Max, that's like the backstory of everything else. But Road Warrior is more like he's a man and there's a legend about him. And everything like that, and I guess yeah. it's—I guess in that sense, it's more like Clint Eastwood in the Man with No Name trilogy. Like, okay. it, like he's yeah. more like he just kind of moseys on into town, doesn't want to talk to anybody. He's just there to get what's his and move on. All right, so he, so it's like a western at sea, right? There's okay. like there, there's like an aspect of every genre of movie in this movie because they don't know what they wanted it to be. 
I think originally the script was a it was a children's movie. Which really? you can see that in like how the bad guys act. Like they're kind of goofy. Uh, totally like they're see. not really threatening. Yeah. And that brings me straight to the rape scene. Which is threatening out of yeah. nowhere. And you're like, oh, geez. But I guess the Great Baron Munchausing. Or is that the name of that movie? Mm-hmm. That movie was supposed to be like kid friendly. But if you really watch that as an adult, it's like, what what are they doing here? Is yeah. really strange? That's, I mean, that's just Terry Gilliam movies. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. watch those and you're like, people let me watch this when I was a kid? <laughs> Jesus. Well, my dad let me watch Hellraiser. I turned out fine, I promise. Right. Yeah. You're fine. I'm fine. You're fine. Good arms. Good <laughs> arms on you. Great arms. About Just time. Mm. Um, so yeah, water world, like the polarized caps have melted. It's covered in water. The, the, mm-hmm. the world has been covered in water. It got a great opening uh, where it like takes the universal uh, the universal logo and we see the polarized caps start to melt and we oh, zoom yeah. on in on the planet and it covers it with water. Really cool. We have a narrator who's just like- A lot of budget loss there. The, the future- the polar ice caps have melted, <laughs> covering the world in water. Where and do you it, think that guy is now? I'd love to find out. Is who that the like guy some is. shrimp shack going like, "Hey, you ever watch Waterworld? I'm I'm that voice. I'm that dude at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'll find that out eventually who that is. Um, but yeah, and so we pretty much follow uh, this guy who's referred to as Mariner in the credits. He never gets a name. Played by Kevin Costner. He's a drifter, a loner, a trader. He's going around and. Uh, we find out that he's like a fishman. He's got gills and webbed feet, mm-hmm. so he can go underwater and breathe underwater. They don't even hold that back. They just let you know. That yeah, you find out like almost immediately. Yeah. And uh, he becomes entangled in this thing where the bad guys, the smokers, led by Dennis Hopper, mm-hmm. are um, trying to track down this girl, this little girl who has a tattoo on her back mm-hmm. that supposedly is a map to the fabled dry land. Yeah. Uh, the smokers want to get there because they want to build a city and run it. And be able to get oil and stuff. I guess that's yeah, kind of what they're stuff. trying yeah, to do. I, well, they already have a tanker. And the tanker is getting low. And they have to figure out how to, like, settle and, right. and do stuff. So it's like land is just primed to anybody at that point. It's just like you get, like, free land. You get free food for the mm-hmm. rest of eternity. You yeah, and it's like dirt it. is, like, currency, too. Like, yeah. you can use dirt as currency and, yeah. like, sell it and stuff. And uh, also him as the Messiah is, like, still. It's because he's, like, sort of like this, um, like this Jesus figure to his people. Like on on his boat because he's just there. Like, yes, I I have all this oil. I give you guys this. I love you guys so much. Free packs of cigarettes. Dennis like, Hopper, yeah, yeah, Dennis Hopper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God bless his soul. God, uh, God bless him. Pass mm, blue ribbon, baby. Yeah, Bowser. Yes, <laughs> Bowser. Monkeys. <laughs> um, and then uh, so the little girl has a guardian with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and but they the, the they, oil's getting low though, right? The oil's getting low so from the smokers, like, and that's why they want to... Yeah, and they're, they're about to mutiny, so he needs that. He need, yeah, yeah, so he's like, we need to find something to, like, raise morale, mm-hmm. and uh, which is kind of ironic, given, like, what was going on behind the scenes of this movie, and that the crew's morale was just completely going away, and yeah. people were like... I guess the uh, the, the, the girl and the, the guardian, uh, which I believe her name is Helen, um, are... They, they escape their city, that the, their floating city... That the smokers attack with Kevin Costner's fish man. And they're essentially, the rest of the movie is pretty much like them like yelling at each other for an hour. Yeah. And then the and smokers kidnap her and, and now he finally cares about the but girl. But you forgot the best part in that city. Like, I mean, that city was expensive. We got to give it more credit than that. Like, it was really expensive. Oh, no, we'll get to that. I'm more going uh, over, like, the summary of, like, what okay. it is. Okay, we're, like, we're just moving past that? Yeah, okay. he cares about the girl. And so he has to go save her. By going and fighting the smokers, and then they eventually try and track down dry land themselves in the mm-hmm. end of the movie. 
Um, so that's more or less like what the movie's about. And horses. And there's horses too at one point. Very end. Um, this movie is very. This movie's very. Uh, this movie's very stupid, and this movie's very cool. Like it's a cool movie to watch, and the music's fun. great. There's actually a lot of really good photography in it. Yeah. Uh, I think the main crux of it of why it doesn't work is that the 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 movie got cut down a lot. There's a lot of deleted stuff. There's like a thing called like a Ulysses cut or something okay. that like put in all this other stuff that apparently makes the movie a half hour longer, but ties up all the loose ends that everybody was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Like, where mm-hmm. did he come from? What? Did, how come he's the only mutant that we're seeing? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's no other mutants here. Yeah, like... I guess like at the end of that cut, he the reason he leaves is like, I want to go find my people. Where, where I belong. It's like Silver Surfer? That's what it is. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, at least it's something instead of just like, yeah. the horses spooked me and I don't yeah. want to be here anymore. I don't like horses. No, he's allergic to horses. He's allergic to horses. Yeah. It's like, they make me itchy. Yeah. I can't be here right now. Oh, yeah. I did. Ooh, I didn't know you guys had horses. So sorry. So sorry. Can we reschedule? You come over to my place sometime. <sighs> um, so I, I, I think Waterworld's a cool movie. Uh, it's, a real drag to watch uh, in the fact that like I judge that based on like while I'm watching it like am I like looking at my phone or am I like yeah, do right. I pause you're the movie right. if I'm stepping out to like go grab a drink or well, do I just let it ride because I'm like uh, I, I'm well, not going to miss anything we'll, we'll let you know how boring it was I was sitting there watching it with uh, my, my other friend Mike mm-hmm. um, and he was he was falling asleep like every five minutes and then all of a sudden just conked out with snoring probably for the, the good middle part of the movie that is absolutely nothing until the rape scene in the very end with a tankard. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a fucking rape scene in this Waterworld movie. Yeah, I know. It like, just sticks out because it's after a bunch of nothing. It's after a bunch of boring dialogue. And they're all so goofy afterwards. Uh, like, Yeah. The tone of the movie is like wonky. The acting is like just like almost not there. No, it's overacted. Kevin Costner was just such a douche about it. He yeah. just did not care about anybody else. I mean, I think everybody else is doing just fine, especially Dennis Hopper. They're all doing the best that they can. Yeah. Well, I feel like if Dennis Hopper stole the girl and killed, you know, like uh the mariner, um, everything would just be it would it would be so much better. It would be so much better because no. Oh, cares. the bad guys won. Yeah, because yeah. nobody cares about Kevin Costner. It's like this guy's a real mean guy. He's a really mean person. Yeah, he's just mean he to them. Care the whole about movie. anybody? He's very selfish. He's almost like a psychopath. Like he's going on that boat and what? Like the whole boat? No, he doesn't make the boat explode. That was kind of Bowser's fault. Bowser blows up the boat. <laughs> Oh, no, wait. Are you talking about the barge that, like, all yeah, the smokers yeah. are on? Oh, no. Kevin, oh, Kevin Costner blows oh, yeah. that up. Psychopath, then. Kills yeah. all oh, of right. those people. Psychopath. He's, he's a psychopath. A, yeah, yeah, like, no, he shouldn't have won. But that guy that's at the bottom of the boat, he's like, oh, thank Lord. That's, thank we God. talked about this off mic before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. He's like, yeah. the guy that's just like, mm-hmm. you're down to two <laughs> feet. He, I want to, he, like, spits on him. Yeah. He's like, thank you. Oh, bless you. Bless you. He's so he's got those big like glasses, those what? big like magnifying oh. glasses. Just thinking of his position in life, where he has to sit there in crude oil, like snit. Like, have you ever like stood above a tankard or like been near an oil spill? It's, yeah, it's it, putrid. It's, it's uh, he and he's thankful for it. Yeah, that's the most interesting part of the movie. Mm-hmm. That I want the movie to be about that oil world. I know. What happens to him, right? Mm-hmm. Oil man and water world. Yeah. There's probably like a whole subculture of people like that. 
ooh, you think there's fan fiction about that guy <laughs> for Waterworld? There has to be. There has to be. Can turn it into a movie? No, the about, fan fiction is like, probably like slightly, probably like fetishized. It's that's fine. Not. That guy's <laughs> probably fine. Not. I'm right. fairly certain that that oil guy down there fucks. You, you think? If he could. If he could. If given the chance, mm. I think right. he would. Sure, sure. Probably a couple dead rats down there. I've got, we, we've got questions about. I've got two solid feet of oil for you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Ooh, with oils. Dennis Hopper, because yeah. he's in love with Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Waterworld, what do you, what do you, what, what do you, what do you want to talk about with this movie? With this movie, I don't know. I just like dancing around the topic of this movie because there, there, there are great shining things like the lemons on his boat. Seems like it's really going far. The tree that these people are like using people's waste and using dead humans to grow new items is mm-hmm. like kind of creepy and amazing. And it's the same thing of, of having this floating colony, the self-sustaining colony, like this perseverance of man that we could actually keep going if we had to in some messed up fashion um i kind of enjoy that aspect of it but kevin costa ruins it but i also like the anti-reading that he's totally wrong he's totally a wrong human being and that's shown through the entirety of it like he was about to press himself on that woman he found until that weird dude in that boat showed up and then he got like weirdly protective. Mm-hmm. And that that was strange right there because he was almost willing to do the same thing. Well, I think it's when she like offers him herself to him. Offers uh <laughs> Oh, I forget that. Yeah, and but he's like he like he like touches <laughs> touches a little bit. Um but then he's like he's like pookie pook. No. Pook pook. And like there's a really uh the sex scene that happens with them later on in the movie is one of the most inappropriate things. You're like, yeah, your ship just got blown up and they just stole your uh stepchild. Was she in Let's Starship fuck. Troopers, that lady? Like <laughs> I feel like that lady wasn't something that I remember, but I just... The main girl? Yeah. No, she's what from she um in? she's not really in a lot. She was like the love interest in the firm. Uh she was like one of the wives in Big Love, that All Bill right. Paxton HBO show. She's <laughs> not really in a lot. And it's like the the sex scene that they have after uh, after like the the characters are at their lowest point it's at the end of the second act the boat's been blown up um the your stepdaughter's been stolen and and it's just like let's fuck yeah and it's like no you should probably go and uh track them down yeah look, look, um they're look. gonna they're gonna they're gonna skin her. They're probably gonna kill her. They don't need her alive to figure it out. Well, it was almost a manifestation of what Kevin Costner felt as a human being of how he should treat other people. It's like you just shouldn't care about other people. Once they're out of sight, they're out of mind. And he treated children like that in the movie too. He's like, oh, well, didn't he want to like he wanted to like throw the kid off the side of the yeah. Like, when the first guy he's like, oh, we're not gonna have enough for two people, but, but uh, that, for three people. So best one of you goes instead of both of you dying slow. That's an animal world sort of thing though. Like right. where it's like, oh, this is not my child. Ooga booga, I'm the murderer. Mm-hmm. I killed child. We make new one. Yeah. You know, it's like that weird sort of drive because like some uh, women yeah, I don't know if like maybe. I think he was more. He was definitely more interested in the possibility yeah. of that, and like I getting feel like rid of kind of that weird, almost deeper level that they just didn't get to. And mm-hmm. then they're like, "Let's just make it hokey." There's like, there's a lot of opportunity in this mm-hmm. script, like to really dive into things, yeah. like just the fact that it's. I know when the movie came out, there was kind of like it was seen as like having like this kind of political agenda, almost. Yeah. With like. You know, it's talking about global warming and like, they keep not. saying recycling yeah. and the bad guys are smokers and they mm-hmm. call them mm-hmm. smokers. Like, yeah. There is this kind of 1995 like liberal ship. mentality yeah. to it, but they don't really go anywhere in an interesting way with it. Mm-mm. And I wish they did. It just kind of ends like, let's go to the island and 
not bring a whole bunch of people that could populate it. Mm-hmm. Let's just bring us where we're going to die here peaceably. And that's it. No one else is going to find this. And uh, goodbye, everybody. Like, what? Are you kidding me? I mean, again, I like I like the movie. They should show those I ships. I think Waterworld is like a fun droves. movie to watch. It is. I think it's got its problems, and its problems are much more obvious than most other movies' problems are. Mm-hmm. Like, you can really just kind of notice. You're like... The first shot in the movie is watching Kevin Costner piss into a cup, pour it into like a filter thing, and then drink it. Like that is like if there isn't a metaphor for this movie, then that being the first shot is like, oh guys, what are you doing? That's how you're introducing and our hero drinking piss is the first thing you see him do, and he's like, okay, yeah, it's amazing, but it's like this weird contraption. It's like it is mousetrap, which is like. And it works too. It's like we know that, like the water we're drinking is yeah. made from my my own urine. Yeah, I mean it. It tastes. There's a little bit of a bitterness to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. It's got a bite. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I feel like the movie's just not seen enough to like sort of. I, I don't know. I feel like it should like reach this cult classic sort of silliness of what we thought global warming would would make of humanity to this day. It is and, funny like to look back on it and it's like this thing is like 23 years old and but, like this is what they were. Yeah, but it also shows how we talked about global warming at that point or mm-hmm. um, uh, climate change as we call it because it's not global warming anywhere. It has to be right. climate change. Uh, correct myself for all like, uh, you know, the geologists and whatever. We have a heavy geologist there. listenership. Yeah, Ooh, so I'm good, so sorry, good thing you did guys. That. I'm so sorry. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it, it was kind of like this soft way of talking about it. We were like, oh, no, no, no. It's not about us changing it. It just happened. And it's just like, but it was a question of what would happen. But every all the elements in there are, are pointing to man-made sort of destruction of the environment. So right. It's, it's kind of like pussyfooting like, it. It's way. got like a really good like kind of sci-fi, like 90s sci-fi stuff. Like there's not a lot different with this movie. Like Independence Day does the same thing too, where like they yeah. – Jeff Goldblum's character is like save the planet. I want to save mm-hmm. the planet recycling. And they make fun of him, his yeah. character for that. And in the end, he ends up saving the planet like yeah. in his way. By being smart. They execute it properly, though. Yeah. There's a lot of sort of heartfelt scenes. There's there's nothing really redeeming about most of the characters in Waterworld. They're they're mostly just pathetic. I mean, I really like Dennis. Like, Dennis Hopper's my favorite character. Like, oh, oh, I like yeah. the idea of him winning. Yeah. I, I like the idea of Dennis Hopper killing Kevin Costner's character. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Helen and the little girl have to fight to get Ooh. off the bunker. Yeah. And it's like, but you wouldn't do that because it's a Kevin Costner movie. Like, a, like, like that's the whole thing. Did you know that they had to digitally? He demanded that they digitally yeah. uh, mark up his hairline. Yeah, they, 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 um, they, they spent so much of the budget on yeah. just like digitally altering it, so it didn't look like he had a receding hairline. It's yeah. like, come on, guy! Like, you're at that age that that happens, and that would look it's way okay. more appropriate. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But it's funny because you look at um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which mm-hmm. was a few years before this. Same director, Kevin Reynolds, Kevin Costner. And uh, in that movie, which that is a movie that I defend. That is a fun movie. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is a fun, fun, fun little movie. You, you're right. You know, the, the the fighting in the river scene. It's great. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Little Christian John, Slater. Yeah. Fuck me. He cleared it. Fuck, <laughs> the word fuck had not been invented yet, but yeah. he invented it right there. Nobody was around to hear him. Yeah. So somebody else invented it later. Yeah. That's the way it works. When I find you, I'm going to tear your heart out with a spoon. (laughs) Why a spoon, cousin? Why not an axe? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. (laughs) It's a good movie. It's a good 
movie. It's very stupid. It's a very silly, silly movie. Okay, I have a soft spot for Kevin Costner. So, so oh, who doesn't? I know, but Waterworld was kind of like he just he got disgruntled, and then I feel like he just like sat in his basement, drank beer, and like did nothing for the rest of his life. Yeah, Kevin Costner in this movie depresses me. Yeah, because this is kind of like this is what giving up pretty much kind of destroyed his career. Mm-hmm. Like he was continuing to do movies after this. But, like, right before this, he had, like, you know, he had Dances with Wolves and... What, Field of Dreams was him? Field of Dreams yeah. and, uh, um, like, Robin Hood. Like, that was a pretty big success. Men in Tights. <laughs> Men in Tights led to that. We yeah. wouldn't have gotten Men in Tights if it wasn't for Prince you of Thieves. You are correct. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, that's that's We're going to have to do a Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, slash Men in Tights. Oh, I'd be down. Episode. That'd be fun. Uh, this is a good place for a break real quick. So, um, when we come back, we will start talking about, I don't know, how to spell Waterworld or something. We'll come up with something to talk about. Don't worry. Hello. Welcome to another episode of It's Fitz, where Story Screen's film laureate, Brian Robert Fitzgibbons, speaks on a film. Today, Fitz will discuss Everyone's favorite film from 1995, Waterworld. Waterworld. I'm not sure if I've ever seen the whole movie. Know the, know the concept. Um, I think my dad was a big fan of this because I have it on DVD at my parents' house. I think he was a Kevin Costner fan. Don't blame him. Uh Waterworld, yeah, Dennis Hopper's in that too, and that motherfucker is one of my favorite actors for whatever reason. Um, Apocalypse Now, Easy Rider, I don't know, he's just a fucking cowboy. He's not even a cowboy, he's an Easy Rider. But um, who fucking cares about Dennis Hopper? We're talking about Waterworld. And it's an apocalyptic film where the ice caps melt, and they're on boats, and I don't know what they're fighting for, probably oil, so their boats could keep floating around or moving around in water. Maybe they have paddles, I don't know. I don't know who directed it, it doesn't matter. Am I ever going to watch it? Probably not. This has been another episode of It's Fits. Welcome back. Well, hello. Talking, talking that water world, which is spelled W A T E R W O R L D. Water world. Water. All one word. Yep. Not two. No hyphenation. One word. Water world. Water one world. word. One word. Water world. Yep. One. One water world. One water world. There's, one, a, there's a secret there. There's got to be a theory there. There's one movie. There's only one of them. They yeah. didn't make any more after this. Uh, so what a world you awesome. said that you like you wanted to talk about the um, like the floating city, the mm-hmm. uh, the atoll, which was like uh, super expensive to make. Yeah, and you saw it for like maybe fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Yeah, probably. it's like towards the beginning of the movie. It's mm-hmm. like kind of that, and then like they sink it. And yeah, stuff you like see that. the outside of it, and it is actually the whole thing constructed. Yeah, they constructed it like <laughs> out to sea, but you only see the outside wall. That's it. When like uh, the smokers come on in. Mm-hmm. And the smokers are just like wild, crazy people that will just shoot in any direction as long as you aim them in it, mm-hmm. not realizing that they're shooting at their friends. Yeah, and one of them's Jack Black. 
Wow. He's the pilot of the, the plane. Remember, like, the plane gets, like, stuck, like, flying around? Oh, man. It's Jack Black. Really? Yeah. That was his early career? That's his early career right wow. there. Jack Black Did making a splash. Before that? I think he was, like, around hmm. 95. Yeah, he was around. He was, like, this was around the time, like... He was around. He was around. Uh, <laughs> the movie doesn't... Uh, uh boy. But why was he there? It... <laughs> Like, how do you take the plane off? You know, like, was it, did he take it off the deck, like, of that Exxon Mobil thing? I guess that's why it was so big, right? Because they're on like this big barge, like, with this kind of like launching station. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they got a couple planes that they could do with that. And I mean, that's I mean, it is a big siege to the biggest city that's probably floating out there. Yeah. So like, yeah. People almost died making this movie. Um, Kevin Costner almost drowned. <laughs> Uh, both the, uh, the, 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 the girl and, um, Helen, the little girl and Helen, uh, both almost drowned. Like, I guess it was like their first day of shooting. Cause the, uh, the, the, really? the, the airplane, his, like his boat, like the first one sank and they, it was during the scene they were being dragged behind it. So they were attached to it and it sank <laughs> and like, they almost drowned. I believe too, that Kevin Costner's stunt double, like was wa- like washed away out to sea. They just like forgot about him. I don't think he. I think he died. I don't know. I think he actually died. Like the way that the way that IMDb talks about it, they're like Kevin Costner's stunt double was washed out to sea, and several extras almost drowned. Like as one sentence. So that's the information that I got, and I'm like, wait, what about what about the the stunt double that washed out? Did he just get washed out to sea and they got him? They didn't finish the. I don't know the end of the story, so I assume that. Some dude that looks like Kevin Costner died while making this movie. He's just at the bottom of the ocean there. Or in some shark's belly. Oy, oy, oy. And this movie just became in the positive, right? It just came out of the red? Like not I think in ago? like 2013, it was yeah. labeled that it, like, it was $8 million over like that they've made. Because like, the movie was made for like $225, $250 million. It was the most expensive movie ever made at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, up until Titanic, which would come out two years later. Wow. Um, that I didn't know. Yeah. And it, it, it did okay here. It did pretty good overseas. And I think altogether, like it made about like, uh, $285 million or so. And after marketing and everything and percentages going back to the studio, going to theaters, I think like with DVD sales and everything after that, back in 2013, it was marked as like, no, it's. It's not like they didn't lose money, but like they made some and I don't it's We we finally made a profit. Success. I think Kevin Costner, it's like rumored that he spent like twenty two million dollars of his own money on the movie. Twenty two million of his own? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Back in nineteen ninety five. Twenty two million dollars. Well the movie mistake. has a reputation for a reason. You yeah. know, it's like we've been talking it's, about, it's like it's. But a, what's wrong with it? Uh, there, there's up. no, there's no pay, Like the pacing is all wrong. There's almost no story. It's got an unlikable hero. Mm-hmm. It's just so. It's trying to do so much that it's. It, it, there's just it's setting itself up for failure. I yeah. think you yeah. know it's that it looks really cool. The music is a lot of fun. The sets are all like very. There's this kind of like pirate steampunkiness to yeah, it. Yeah, but nothing feels. Like, you're never tied to any of that culture. You don't right. feel like it's, like, something you don't, that you can really believe in. You like don't learn like this, anything. Like, they exactly. kind of just, like, throw you in situations. Like, yeah. mutants, what are those? Like, I get it. Like, it's okay, ex- so they evolved, like, some people, but, like, how come I'm only seeing one of them? 
And like, why would you not want that person to like, like, why would you hate that? Per- I get like what they're going for with like the racism and everything like that, like prejudice that they're, they, they're afraid of them because they don't understand them. But like, yeah. wouldn't a dude that can breathe underwater and swim really good be kind of like a good thing to have? Yeah. Like in that city? Why would you want to persecute him? Like to be like, go back. Uh, yeah. It doesn't really make any sense. It's like, you could be an asset, sir. And then like Kevin Costner would be like, I would never work for you. Right. I get his point of view yeah. of wanting to like be isolated and on his own so that people don't try to take advantage of him or try and kill him mm-hmm. because of what he is. I don't understand why people would want to kill him instead of like, no, let's utilize him. Yeah, because in that and, and, and they put him in that giant poo vat and he had yeah. to escape from the poo vat. The, yeah, the gogurt the gogurt yeah. the gogurt pool. <laughs> no, dude, that stuff looks so gross. Imagine if you just yeah, had like the gogurt. Eat- <laughs> You think it was Gogurt? No, Gogurt, that wasn't even existing yet. That's where they got all the Gogurt from. It was left <laughs> over from this movie. They had to make, they had to turn a profit somehow. <laughs> yeah, they were like, take that Kevin too. Costner started the Gogurt company. It's supposed to make money. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is, um, re- we're really stretching with this one. Um, what else you got? Like, What, on this movie? Yeah, talk like, about what it. What else? What do you got? That was like filmed out in the ocean. Yeah. That's that's ridiculous. That thing weighed like what a couple ton, probably. The city you're talking yeah, about, yeah, the city. Yeah. Like that's one thing to talk that's about. That's a that's a that's an egregious thing to do. Yeah. yeah, to build that city out there. And then what? They they go to a store that has like two racks that you could find at like IKEA or something mm-hmm. with a few things on it, and then he buys the one plant they have. Like they're not going to harbor that. They're going to try to the tomato plant. Yeah, he yeah. buys a tomato plant. And like, uh, how does he substantiate himself? How does he like make money? No, like or, not make. What does he need? The the what economy actually exists out, out there? Well, they in the got water? like those weird like seashell chip money. Like he turns in the dirt. <laughs> he turns in the dirt, and they give him money for it and stuff. And that's how he's able to like buy like fresh water and yeah, a tomato they, they plant. They use the dirt on the the tree because it's like real nutrients and stuff like that, and it's like worth a lot of money. He just goes and trades that shit. So maybe there's larger cities out there. Maybe there's a really really big floating city somewhere. Maybe. Like, and this is like the outskirts. This is like pirate, yeah. pirate territory. Yeah. Like, so it's like almost a shame that this movie didn't do good. Cause like you could almost like see them not being able to exist on this island because there is that plausible question. Like what the hell would just happen if it's just Kevin Costner, that lady and that kid. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to be able to create a new society and the, the land is large enough for that. So why not just like use their skills of building at sea to make gigantic dock structures off this island. Mm. Well, that, this is like the post. That's the post-apocalyptic thing, where it's like yeah. when you watch movies like Mad Max stuff like that, where they take place several centuries afterwards, or you know, like close to that or something. Like this one, I think takes place in the year like twenty five hundred or something like mm-hmm. that. So, like long enough where like some people could evolve substantially, like growing gills yeah. and stuff, which well, is like a pretty fucking heavy evolution to just yeah. happen in five hundred <laughs> yeah. years. It's like whoa, 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 slow down. And that's all it is. It's just webbed yeah. feet and gills behind his ears. That's yeah. it. That's Which, it. the gills behind the ears, like, and he pulls the ear forward. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Looks cool. Yeah, that's nice. The hairline, not so good. No, hairline's not good. They could have they could have done a better job. Yeah. At- if Kevin Costner ever listened to this, just, hey, dude, it doesn't look good. It was a stupid idea to try to get that fixed. You should have just toughed it out. You look fine, bro. Yeah, you should have been a role model to aging men. Be like, yourself. Be yourself. Yeah, You're beautiful. Cool. You're beautiful. You don't need to change a yeah, thing. Yeah, you don't need no makeup. That's what we're saying. Is Kevin Costner still alive? I think so, right? Oh, he was, yeah, he's in the Superman movies. He's, uh, oh, his, oh my he's like god. the worst John Kent ever. Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. He looks terrible. Yeah, he's, he def- terrible. he's definitely still alive. Um, 
What else you got? Waterworld. Where did they get the Skidoos from? The Skidoos? Yeah, they're like on Skidoos and stuff, and then like oh, when they're boats. doing like water sports because yeah. they want to open up a show at Universal like, Studios. I want, I want, yeah, I want to know what's yeah. They want to know, yeah, absolutely. Those smokers look like they're having a blast. Yeah. But, like, why are they having a blast? Like, why do they get the good life, you know? Like, why is that guy so bad? That's what I'm saying. Wouldn't you want to, like, as shitty as life is, like, wouldn't you want to just go, like, hang out with, like, be, like, join their gang? That seems like the best. That's all they ask for. I mean, it also looks like, like, they're pretty much, like, forced to, like, row that gigantic barge and everything like that. And, I mean, that's another thing I want to talk about with this, where it's the the placement of everything. Water world. Yeah. It's the world. Mm -hmm. And everybody can only travel by means of like very small gas powered um, planes or just boats. Mm -hmm. And we don't really know exactly where we are all the time, but we do know for a fact that when Kevin Costner, when the Mariner brings Helen down to see the dry land underneath everything, that's Denver. Yeah. Because there's 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 buildings there that like this is Denver. And then the 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 dry land at the end is revealed in the director's cut to be Mount Everest. Because they find a plaque that's like, welcome to like the, the altitude, blah, 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 Mount Everest. And the altitude numbers that are on the tattoo are the altitude numbers for Mount Everest. Oh, okay. So like how far is Denver from Mount Everest? Yeah, like a lot. Oof. And you had to take like that boat from there all the way. Or do they have like the blimp at that point? Uh, What's going on? Like, yeah. it, it, it just seems brain. like really kind of odd that they would all be like in this one area and that they really be able to track them down. Yeah. Because like they just go in a direction and they don't see the smokers for days and the smokers are able to track them down. Yeah. Like how? How do they do that? They could be the best trackers in the world. It's they're, like there's no maybe, geographical. Maybe the smokers are evolved. I guess no, may, no. Actually, no. Maybe you're right in that where it's like and they can just sense them or smell them or see their trail. No, in the not water. not that so much. Just more like mentally, like uh, it. We perceive like distance and geography by landmarks and mm-hmm. city names and stuff like that. Maybe now that this has been like that for five hundred years, all right, they're like. Everything's kind of cut off into sectors and stuff like that. And I, I guess they just know. It just seems really fucking weird that they would be able to track these people down so easily when it's literally just water everywhere. Yeah. In every direction. But they have to come up with some sense of direction at that point. Well, they have compasses, I'm sure. Yeah. No, but not even But compass. it's still a stretch. Like, they live at sea. Mm-hmm. Like they grew up looking in every direction, just seeing an infinite horizon. That bends beyond their eyes, but they can never see the bottom of. It's like crazy. You know what that looks like. I know you. Know. <laughs> oh, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's wacky. The Being in the middle of the ocean and like looking out and like just seeing the, you can see the curvature of the earth like mm-hmm. on the horizon and it's nothing but water. It's one of the most terrifying and beautiful things you'll ever see. Because you can turn your head in any direction and that's just what it is. And it's just, like. it's just, you, it's just <laughs> like you're on this gigantic sphere of water. <laughs> Do you feel like you're in that... And it's so deep. Do you feel, Yeah. It's so deep. So you're just over this deep, like, knowing Nothing that you're... Help! Yeah. It could be a giant monster under there. Something's looking up at you. Mm-hmm. There's no monsters in that movie. Nothing real. In Waterworld? Yeah. Well, there's, like, the big fish whale thing that he... Oh, fine. That but he tunas up. It's not that. There should have been more than that. It's a good gag with that when he does yeah. that. And then he's like, got, they got the food and they're mm-hmm. like, happy now? Yep, yeah. Oh, no, I'll help it. I eat real fish. Like, it's, the movie's, like, fun, 
And it's like, you know, enjoyable it's to a certain terrible. extent. But it's like, yeah, it's a pretty bad movie. Which and is- I'm not, because I'm not going to defend this thing and just Mm-mm. lie to just like be nice to the movie. No, no. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, this is where we start turning on this. Movie. No, this is this this uh, the whole time has been me being nice to the movie. Yeah. I think that the movie's got some. I think it's really cool, and I think that's its saving grace. That like it looks cool, it sounds cool. Yeah. What they're doing is kind of cool. It's just they don't throw anything. Yeah, cool. They just don't throw anything on there that makes it fun to watch. It's just like there's fun stuff happening. But there's nothing tying all that fun stuff together yeah, in a like way that makes me care. Really nice artisanal burger, but it's just a burger and it's buns. There's no cheese. There's no tomato lettuce, mm-hmm. onion, nothing like that. It's just the burger. It's a real cool burger, but there's nothing else going on there that's going to make me really enjoy <laughs> that's eating sad. that burger. That's sad. I that's can't. A, that's a good analogy. Yeah, I, I'm just like that's sad, guys. You tried hard here. I can see your dedication to it, but. Ooh, I'm so I mean, sorry. You, you you don't even have to like, uh, you don't even have to like try and think up what their dedication was for this. It's two, over two hundred and twenty five million dollars, one hundred and fifty seven days of shooting out at sea. Yeah, where I guess they didn't have bathrooms too, and all these things, people had to be like ferried back to the shore to go to the bathroom. Yeah, this is a thing yeah, that, 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 they that put was real. That through. was real. Joss Whedon actually got flown out to do last minute like script rewrites as they were fi- finishing the movie. Why does he fix everything? That was like he was a hired gun back then. Mm-hmm. Like they could just bring him out there and bring he, in the weed in. And he called it. He was like he was out there for six days, and he was like it was six days in hell. Like that's what it was. It was like one of the worst <laughs> moments of my entire life. Well, I mean, there's like still like parts of that I can see that like feel salvageable. Where there's movies these days that come out that aren't even like in comparison anything like Waterworld, and people claim higher and better credit than Waterworld. And I feel like that deserves some attention. There, mm-hmm. there's definitely some movies that have just done well. For, like. I, I, I don't know. It, it's just I feel like it just gets a bad rap. It just gets a bad rap. It, it, the it's its reputation is earned, but it's you know it's a little just more like it's. Can it get on parole at least? Like, yeah, that's it's, what a I'm little, it's a little. It's a little over like like the opposite of overhyped. It's yeah. just like they're like the the hate for it. The I hate really train feel like just goes hard on it. It's like just, as I've watched movies that are painful to watch, mm-hmm. like. There's tons of movies out there that are just like, Ooh. I don't want to watch yeah. this anymore. Waterworld, I don't have that. I'm more just like, man, you guys really dropped the ball with this. Yeah. Like, you're not putting I, this together. I feel like I watched it for the first time when I had a fever. And, like, I just felt really sick. And in the middle of it, I was just like, oh, oh, please end this. But I don't know. There, there, there's movies that are way worse. Um, so I'm looking at like fun little stuff here on, on the IMDB thing for like fun trivia and everything. And, um, well, the, it's funny that like Kevin Reynolds and Kevin Costner ended up getting in a fight in this movie because they were Kevin, Kevin Costner fought for Kevin Reynolds to be able to direct it because he was his friend. Yeah. And he was like, if this is going to be such a long, exhausting shoot, I'd like to, my friend to be the director. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Reynolds said something like, uh, Kevin Costner after, after Kevin Reynolds left the set. Uh, he was like, Kevin Costner should try and get uh, Kevin Costner to direct and star in all the movies that he does so that he can work with his favorite actor and favorite director. Like he said that like as a jab. Like it's pretty good. It's really good. Um, and then uh, again, like I said, the uh, the original script was uh, by uh, um, Peter Rader where it was supposed to be more like a children's adventure kind of film. 
And um, it wasn't until uh, David Tui came in and uh, rewrote it and kind of turned it into like a more like yeah. it's kind of like a- action mm-hmm. adventure stuff. And uh, David Tui is the guy he wrote. He wrote Critters too. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Didn't this guy also work and on Pitch Black? He does all the Riddick stuff. Oh, Pitch Black. Oh. He does all the Riddick Rid- stuff. Okay, Pitch, Pitch Black. Meh. Riddick though. I love Pitch Black and I really like Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick is great. It's great. Yeah, like that's a fun like action space adventure. Pitch Black is like a really neat like indie horror movie, like sci-fi horror. Like it's it's a lot of fun. Necrons from Warhammer 40K. That's about it. Pitch Black is the movie that I used to watch like every night on sci-fi, like (laughs) back in the 90s. Well, um, yeah, actually it was 2009 for the turnaround. I found that exact date. It took about to the Blu-ray release. Oh, okay. Actually, make a profit off this movie. All right, which is kind of embarrassing. It's really kind embarrassing. Um, but yeah, I could imagine the director's like, like quietly putting his thumbs up, going, "Success, <laughs> we finally made it." <laughs> yeah, like I'm not a failure. My family can love me again. Um, I remember. So, like, if so, this was '95. Then Wyatt Earp came out the year before this. Kevin Costner's Wyatt Earp. Where he was a huge dick and he was like, tr- like almost like trying to ruin Tombstone because they were making Tombstone at the same time, which is mm-hmm. the superior Wyatt Earp film. That's just a fact. <laughs> and then uh, uh, two years after this movie, he's got one of my favorite terrible movies, The Postman. The Postman. Have you ever seen The Postman? Oh, no, The no. post-apocalyptic I Kevin know. Costner. Yeah, where it's kind of like retro-futuristic. It's sort of like steampunky. Kind of. St- like, yeah. it's just like, it's like Civil War steampunky kind like of thing. Like Wild Wild West, if that could be good and not hokey kind with of, Spider-Man. but not like, it's not like, uh, there's no like technological advancements. No, no machina. None of that. No, none of yeah. that. No, it's, but it's like, he's just like a dude that like finds... An old like uh, postage, like a uh, like a uh, like postal truck, mm-hmm. and like takes a uniform and some letters to a town, and like pretends to be the postman. They're like, "You, we thought that the government was all done, and you brought us letters from our loved ones. Who are you? I'm just the postman." And he like ends up leading a revolution. He's it's a real. Con, he meets Tom Petty, and Tom Petty is playing Tom Petty. But Tom Petty hasn't aged at all. Oh, that's great. But they refer to him as being famous. For being Tom Petty when the world wow. it's really fucking weird. Wow. They should have advertised that. Like, and starring Tom Petty. Oh, they did. No, I didn't see I'm sure they like were that. like, and Tom Petty. Really? I bet you. He's in a good chunk of the movie where they gave him like an and or a whiff. <laughs> and what? featuring Tom Petty as himself. Oh my god. Did he do the soundtrack? I bet you he did a song. Mm. But I don't think he did. I don't think he. I don't think he did too much. Why would they do that? Because Kevin Costner had lost his goddamn mind by this point because of Waterworld. Like, well, I mean, was... I feel like The Postman was sort of one of these things where he was trying to get his job and career back. It just wasn't going out. Absolutely, yeah. And, like, he directed yeah. that. He directed The Postman, too. So it's just like, oh, boy. I love how this turned into the cynical, like, sort of uh, look on Kevin Costner and his, and his, his life decisions well i mean because that's really what this movie yeah it's a turning d- point yeah, like it's really like he was that. he was on he was like one of the most like uh, sought after actors throughout the 80s mm-hmm. and then he he directed dances with wolves and yeah. it was like uh uh like an award-worthy success it was huge everybody loved it he came back with wyatt earp which was like not as well received but people were still like good for you kevin yeah and then Waterworld, and like in between there else he had like robin hood men in tights he was still a really big leading man in these kind of like summer and fall blockbusters Monsters. Was it? You said Men in Tights. Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. yeah. Prince of Thieves. Yeah. 
<laughs> and um, he wish, was like killing it. Was and then Waterworld just destroyed yeah. everything well, because he, he takes himself too seriously. Yeah. And he can't get over himself. Mm-hmm. I hope you're listening, Kevin Costner. I don't think he's a listener, but maybe one day. Maybe would... one day, sir. Because these episodes just stay Or maybe up he cares that much that he's like listening to everything. He that, listens to every like, podcast like that people make about Waterworld. <laughs> yeah. What do these assholes got to say now? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him. I'm going to get him. And then he like secretly comes over to your house and lets the air out of your tires. Or he hires people to do it because that's his, his style, his MO. Ooh, I like that idea of a malicious <laughs> Kevin Costner out there. Like, he's really, really petty. Like, really Yeah, really he petty. seems like he'd be a petty kind of guy. <laughs> like, he, he, but maliciously petty. Like, no, I don't really care. I don't really Did care. Did you ever see that recent, not really recent, it's probably like 10 years ago now at this point or something like that, uh, with Kevin Costner, uh, with Dane Cook, Mr. Brooks? No, no. You never saw that? No, I never saw that. Oh, a little piece of shit movie, that one. <laughs> That's a little piece of well, shit. I mean, I think anything that has Dane Cook in it, I was just like, yep, I can't uh-huh. see that. Yeah. That this was this was supposed to be like Dane Cook's like serious turn too. It's like a serious role. They're trying to make a serious actor out That's of That's like Jim Carrey Dane and then Cook. they got weird movies. The guy who Dane Cook who has like a a, a cool symbol for like Himself, he's got a symbol. He's like Prince, and it's like it's like a like the two in the pink, one in the st- like that's his fucking symbol. It's like the shocker. Uh, imagine that that's what you're known as. Academy Award winner Dane Cook with the shocker Shut up there, there getting the gold statue. Yeah. <laughs> what would go on right now if he had that symbol while there was like a women's rights movement? Like well, that that's why there's no Dane Cook anymore. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't exist anymore. Sorry, your masculinity is way too He atrocious. was right there at the end of like the like, oh, white men can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, and no, it's like, no, 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 no. At that point, it's like, no, 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 no. Dane, Dane Cook is the, the turning point. And then the polarized caps melted in Waterworld. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> well, because at the beginning of the movie, they say it's the future. Yeah. So it could be any future at any but time. That's what I'm saying. Like, so so this movie is like this weird, like, we hate it, right? We hate this movie. We hate this concept because the world's so boring. We can land concept, your story. But it's how life would be. Like, Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, that's why we should care about the environment. And, you know. Because we don't want to have a movie as bad as Waterworld. <laughs> we we should, actually, exactly. Like, that's, we don't want If that. there's any reason to try and <laughs> yeah. save the planet, it's like, well, you don't want this to be Waterworld, like, that's do you? miserable. Is that the movie that you want to get it right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want Waterworld to be right? I'd rather have Day After Tomorrow where Mexico saves us. Do you think, uh, like, when, when <laughs> it, back in 2009, when Blu-ray sales finally boosted it up to $8 million uh, in, like, like, past the red? That Kevin Reynolds like put one thumb up and he was like, yes. And then when the ice caps melt and it covers the world in water, that second thumb will come up and it'll be like, I did it. I did it. Waterworld wins. I did it. Gotcha. Waterworld always wins. Well, it, it actually got uh, nominated for an Oscar. Get out of here. I'm not I didn't even kidding you. What is this? It was not even joking. You had it spot on. You were like, great sound. And yeah, you got uh, for best sound mixing, which I actually have to give it credit for. Academy Award nominated film mm-hmm. Waterworld. The more you know, ladies and gentlemen. One Oscar nomination. Still, that's an Academy Award nominated film. Nomination. That's it. It's like Suicide Squad won like costume design or something a couple like couple years ago. Ooh, they. You know, Costner and Reynolds actually worked again. Yeah, didn't they do um, Hatfields and McCoy that yeah. like miniseries or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah. That was like in like 2012, right? That's nice. Yeah. So they didn't work together for like uh, a while. That's yeah. like 17 years? No, no, no. Because 2012, Nin- right? 95 so like, to. No, it's like 
three years? No, is? 95 to 2012. Was it 95? Oh, shit. Yeah, Ooh. so 17 years. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That's some falling out. And then he like happened. came back and was like, hey, I had a kid. Yeah, but I'm divorced now. And <laughs> They I just got know. old and sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's like, leave our petty uh, shit behind. Yeah, like, oh, man. Well, Brian, you got anything else you want to say about Waterworld? Not, not, not too much. Not much at all. Water this was good, though. This was fun. Dihydrogen monoxide is going to kill us all. Uh, I like that Dennis Hopper has an eye patch. Mm. But I f- fun. I feel like that wasn't intentional. I feel like he probably had a problem with his eye at that point. That's Maybe what it feels like. And I like, I like the bit where the guy with the gun is like shooting the gun, and he can't hear them all like, Chuck, Chuck. <laughs> Well, maybe he doesn't like being called Chuck. Well, maybe, maybe we might call him Charles. Charles! It's a stupid, silly joke that I don't need, and I, I actually kind of like it. Yeah, like it's, 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 it's very so, silly. It's ridiculous to be in there. It was kind of at the time where they were trying to make movies feel all orientated towards like one audience, where they could have like that Spielberg movie where everybody wanted to watch it. And, yeah. And like nobody else could reproduce it. And even Steven Spielberg couldn't reproduce it because it was a certain time and place that he was able to do it. Yeah. And we got all this movie is definitely movies. riffing off of things like yeah. The Road Warrior, but like also like Jurassic Park yeah. and like action adventure tone. Yeah. Like and it's where we get deep blue But they're sea. just like, oh, we'll also throw like a whole like thing where like this dude wants to like rape this little girl yeah like we'll just throw that in there for why? a quick little bit why why'd they make half that half an hour 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 god it's so creepy it's so <laughs> that sticks it's with been me a, it's been a while it's been more than a yeah. while but i really want to know more about the subculture of the man living inside of the ship and his hentai porn going on or whatever he's doing i wouldn't there. mind too like a prequel because we, we live in a very prequel yeah world right now like you know solo Somebody just came out back. give m night Shyamala the torch back like give him something give, and make him go back to Waterworld. And i call would it like go back to water i would like to see the final days of uh, that that traitor like that rapist traitor that they come across of i'd like mm. them to find that actor and bring them back on and just be like, Oh man. Ooh, no, 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 don't go far now, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got like oh. that stuttering. I love characters that like uh, that stutter because like they're just so excitable. Yeah, it reminds me of, like the Aladdin Bazaar scene almost. Like yeah. people like that where it's just, sugar dates, sugar dates and beads, sugar dates and pistachios. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Waterworld. Man, you could have been something. It's a good. movie. It's a movie. It's uh, a movie. 1995, directed by Kevin Reynolds. Hi, welcome to Overdrinkers. In this episode, we're going to be talking about Waterworld. I'm joined by my good friend Brian O'Mara, and we're going to start over. We're going to do it again. It's uh, rated PG 13. It's two hours and 15 minutes long. It's got a 6.1 on IMDb. <laughs> Great. It's not bad. Roger Ebert. Gave it. What did Roger Ebert give this guy? Oh, He's man. so nice. I know what He's he such a nice say. guy. Two and a half stars. Okay. Two and a half. Two and a half stars. Out of how many? Five. Or was that ten star system? Two and a half. No, two and a half stars out of four. Four stars. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. Uh, Waterworld is a decent futuristic action picture with some great sets, some intriguing ideas, and a few images that will stay with me. It could have been more, it could have been better, and it could have made me care about the characters. It's one of those marginal pictures you're not unhappy to have seen, but can't quite recommend. Perfect. It's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah, exactly. This man. He yeah. knew. He knew what he was knew. up. He knew. He really knew. 
I love reading old Roger Ebert. <sighs> we should go back in time and give him a hug. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's good. He's a good egg. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of Overdrinkers, where we talked about um, Kevin Costner. <laughs> Uh, remember, you can you can, <laughs> you can find all of our other podcasts uh, on wherever you're listening to this or StoryScreenBeacon.com, where we also have a bunch of articles and reviews. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Story underscore Screen. And definitely follow us on Instagram. We have a lot of fun over there uh, with, like, screenings and, like, talking with fans and stuff like that. And our Instagram handle is uh, at Story underscore Screen underscore Beacon. And um, be sure to also check out our store at our website at StoryScreenBeacon.com. We've got a whole bunch of new merch coming up real soon. Got some like, mugs and stickers Ooh. and really cool stuff, man. Awesome. Um, and uh, also, oh, as always, like a very big thanks to uh, Vaughn Holt, who does all of our music. Thank you so much. Yeah. And Brian O'Mara, thank you so much for joining me to talk about Wawa World. <laughs> thank you for having me. And uh, maybe we'll get you on and we'll we'll talk about some more Kevin Costner movies. You can become the go-to Kevin Costner guest. <laughs> I'll be the Kevin Costner expert. Yeah. You can, all you okay got to do is like learn up on him a little bit. Maybe get an autobiography. <laughs> I, he's got to have an autobiography yeah. by now. <laughs> but I really still like the theory where he's just a mean, mean man. I don't like – I like the theory because I think it's probably – that. I, <laughs> petty is the right word. I don't think he's mean. I think he's more just like he would go to some extreme lengths <laughs> to like at least feel secure that he won a situation. Yeah. 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 Uh, All right. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening, and uh, we will catch you next time. Bye bye. Bye. And, uh, yeah, so I've got you, uh, you uh, talk some more real quick. I'll talk a little bit. So yeah, I'll probably be sitting from this position just yeah, talking. We're absolutely fine. So, so we're going to be good right there. I'll turn the gain up just a little bit for fun. There we go. You should really give this uh, this guy arms. That'd be really nice. With him? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The microphone? Yeah, it's beautiful. What, like? Yeah, like, like attach like arms to onto you. it. Yeah, like, oh, okay. Like he's welcoming you to a podcast. He does look like he could use some arms. Like, Come record with me. Yeah. Yeah, totally like that. It'd be great.